Welcome back to Work Woman. As always, we are going to talk about things that are taking place around us inside the world that help us make better leadership decisions, that help us hire better people, that help us just better navigate the world that we are all living in as it relates to growing our business. Your team is a significant component of this. Oftentimes, I find myself almost being apologetic about the way that we decide to run our business. I'm very concrete about the things that we do every single day as I'm making decisions because I have thought through things. I have strategy behind the decisions that I make. I am clear on my intentions. But when I get outside of the work environment and somebody questions me on it, like I can just feel a little bit as I mentioned, apologetic of of not being sensitive enough, of not being compassionate enough or empathetic enough because there is very much this conversation and ethos around four-day work weeks and we should give people summer Fridays and there's just a lot of fluff out there that as a business owner, I think it's really easy to feel like you're being too old school or too much of a hard ass until somebody like Elon Musk's Elon Musk, Elon Musk, somebody like Elon Musk. It's Elon. There's no S on it. There's no S. Somebody like Elon. How do you say that? Somebody like Elon Musk makes a decision. There we go. Nailed it. Makes a decision around how he's going to handle the 100,000 plus Tesla employees. And so in this particular article that my good friend Will sent me from CNN Business, they summarize Elon's policy. And the title of this article is Elon Musk tells Tesla employees return to office or else. Every direct quote inside this article is something that to my core I believe in. And all of the policies, all of the the things that we do inside Cardone Ventures is very much a reflection of everything inside my book, Teamwork, like really embodies. And yet again, there's just, I'm good with it on the day to day. And then there's this ethos until somebody like Elon is very much in agreement with this 10x concept of Essentially, hey, if you do not put work in, if you are not here physically, if you are not present, it is going to be very difficult, if not impossible, to grow the way that we want to grow. And we're here to grow. And he does it in such an unapologetic way that on work women, especially for my females in business out there, I think it's important to like be reminded of, oh, yeah, you can have this stance and it's okay to not go with the same direction everybody else is going with. So I want to just share with you guys some of the highlights. And then I'm going to talk about my three takeaways from how Elon is approaching this. So first things first, I'll just summarize this. So Elon Musk is demanding that Tesla office workers return to in-person work or they leave the company. The policy was disclosed in this email and the direct quote is, anyone who wishes to do remote work must be in office for a minimum, and then in quotes it says, and I mean minimum, of 40 hours per week or depart Tesla. And then this is the fascinating thing that like my inner 10X is just in such alignment with. He says, this is less than what we ask of factory workers. This is less than what we ask of factory workers. Like put this in context, 40 hour work weeks, people still complain today. I know we have team members who are like, man, could we just like work until 4.45 and maybe come in just a little later if we get the work done? And this idea of 
we're going to work less to be more efficient so that we can have this work-life balance thing is just never something that has made sense to me because the people that I want in our organization are people who are like, I'm freaking in this thing because I see this opportunity. And Elon's style is very much in alignment with that. We expect factory workers, we expect people who at entry-level work to work in an office for 40 hours a week. And yet when somebody says, I want to be a manager, I want to be a leader, I'm a department head, I'm an executive, it becomes like this cushy, almost like, oh, they deserve it. They've earned it. No, that's not really the case. That's not really true. In fact, at those levels, we talk about this in our business boot camp. It's like you become country club rich and you are just kind of coasting and you're okay with putting in less hours than what you would expect of team members at ent doing entry level work. That's not the gig. That's not what we're going for. We're going after greatness. We're going after doing something big. We're going after making an impact. Obviously, Tesla is built on those core values, and so Elon has no problem demanding this of people. But again, I just I want to be clear that this is obviously very polarizing because there are so many people who are outraged that Elon would say something like this, and yet they shouldn't be because it is in total alignment with changing the future and doing something that is innovative and different from everybody else. So to continue, and it's just like I heart Elon moments, um, he says... Musk, Musk wrote, adding that the office must be the employer's primary workplace where the other workers they regularly interact with are based, in quotes, not a remote branch office unrelated to the job duties, and then said that he would personally review, I would totally pull this, Musk said that he would personally review any request for exemption from the policy, but that for the most part, in quotes, if you don't show up, we will assume that you have resigned. It's like black or freaking white. If you want to request, it's not going through HR. It's not having this like this, this cushy layer of management or bureaucracy. If you have a legitimate reason for why you need to work remote and there needs to be some sort of agreement that's taken place, come directly to me. We are under the understanding and in agreement that you're going to be coming and working in the office. I just love Elon. This is why I love Elon. Okay, there's more. But wait, there's more. Tesla, which had 100,000 workers worldwide at the start of the year, did not respond to a request for comment on the policy change. But he did confirm in a tweet of his own when asked on Twitter, hey, Elon, any additional comment? He replied, oh, any additional comment to people who think coming into work is an antiquated concept? He replied, they should pretend to work somewhere else. Again, I'm just like, I'm inwardly that snarky but the fact that elon musk on twitter very publicly says that just i think gives every other business owner permission to have very clear views you have the ability as a leader to say this is how i want my company run you might not feel like you have that because you might lose your workforce or you might be worried about what people are going to think and you might be worried about disengagement or people just all at once quitting the reality is if you have a clear enough vision people are not going to leave or have mass exodus because you want people to work in office. And if you can back it up and be bold about it, do what Elon's doing. It's not like Tesla is gonna be run to the ground because he's made this decision. You can tell he's clearly very passionate about it. Okay, as I wrap up what he's saying in this article, I love this. When the company was struggling to increase production in 2017 and 2018, he essentially lived in the Tesla factory and then said, if I had not done that, Tesla would long ago have gone bankrupt. There are of course companies that don't require this, 
but when was the last time they shipped a great product? It's likely been a while. Again, I know I'm like maybe sounding like a broken record at this point, but if you are really trying to do something spectacular and you're comparing yourself to people who aren't doing something spectacular, then you likely have the wrong comparison. And people have very strong opinions about this work from home thing. For the team members that we hired during quarantine, during this transition period, we allowed an option for them to continue to work from home for a certain period of time. And quite honestly, when we had everybody else come into the office, I'd have to look at the stats, but at least 80% of them transitioned out of the organization because everything else was being built in office. I think that it does put pressure on people for if you're saying like, I'm not willing to come in, I'm not willing to go all in and put these hours in and there are other priorities in my life. Again, there's no judgment for people who have other priorities in their life. But if they're telling you as a business owner, as a leader, I have other priorities and this isn't the main thing, but you as a business owner and leader are saying, this is the main thing for me and, and people who are on this bus have to be all in on this bus. People who aren't are going to self-select out and that is definitely very okay. Okay, he says, Tesla has and will create and actually manufacture the most exciting and meaningful products of any company on earth. This will not happen by phoning it in. So fantastic. It will not happen by phoning it in. So my three lessons from Elon doing this, the three things that I learned. The first thing, you do not have to copy what your competitors are doing. You do not have to succumb to what you think everybody else should be or everybody else is doing as a way of making a decision that requires leadership. This is not a popular opinion for him to do this. This is not what people in his space are demanding of their workforce. And yet he's still coming out and making this very public statement. To me, this is a definition of his leadership style and despite whether or not you agree or disagree with him, his ability to come out and do that is a reminder for you to go out and do the same things on the things that you do feel strongly on. Maybe it's not this work from home piece. Maybe it's something else inside your organization. Maybe it's the fact that people should show up on time to work as they work with you. Maybe that's like you're living and dying on that hill. Whatever it is in your environment, I believe this example is is prime for you to step back for you to reflect back on and think, wow, okay, if he's willing to do that, what are these things that I feel very strongly on? In our organization, we have just non-negotiables, things that if you do these things, you're in. If you don't do these things, you're out. One of those things for us is Cardinal University. Every single one of our team members, every day from Monday through Friday, has to train on Cardinal University. It's part of being a part of our culture. If you are not willing to do this, that's okay. You just don't get the opportunity to work here anymore. It's very black and white. And the more of these types of things you have in the environment, the more strength you actually have in, in the perceived direction and viability from your team members. But if you're not willing to really draw a line in the sand and say, this is what's tolerated, this is what's not, you're going to be looked at as somebody that's a weak leader. And what I can assure you of is top talent, high performers, people who can really help you get to where you want to go. They want to be in an environment where there are yeses and there are nos, because if they, if there aren't, being in a maybe land, being in, oh, it's okay if we don't hit our targets land, is not going to attract somebody who is 
destined, who feels called, who feels compelled to compete at something. If you don't care, why are they going to care? And if they, if, if they care more than you care, they're certainly not going to stay with you. We like to call this the law of the lid, which is a John Maxwell law. It's in the 21 irrefutable laws of leadership. So the second thing that I learned from Elon, I wrote it on my sticky note as always, people will stay if you have a vision. People will stay. It's not like everybody is just going to go away. They're gonna magically vanish because they're so upset with the decision that you're making. Tesla will continue to thrive. Tesla will continue to be attracting and attacking the market opportunity, but most specifically getting great new people in because of these types of decisions. Because it also forces team members in, in Elon's particular decision to say, how committed am I to creating and being a part of this next new future? If somebody has to ask themselves that question, they have to weigh what else is competing for those that attention for those priorities. When you're thinking with, oh, well, it's hanging out with my friends or it's sleeping in so I don't have to drive into work or it's, oh, I hate getting ready for work in the morning. I don't want to put on office clothes. I want to stay in my yoga pants or, oh, I get to do laundry and answer the door for all of the bullshit stuff. If you're really thinking that small, if a team member on your organization is not really understanding and open to this idea that their entire life could change just based off of working with you because of where your organization is going, then yeah, they should go do those things. And they're not really willing and open to be thinking of, oh, what if the possibility could be that they're making enough money to pay somebody else to do those things for them? We're going to give all of that up just so that we can wear yoga pants instead of having to put on real office clothes. Like it sounds, it sounds trivial and silly. And yet these, these are the types of things that people are weighing as they are making this decision. And quite honestly, I don't want team members on my team who would use that as a legitimate enough excuse in their own head to not show up physically to get something done. Grant Cardone's number one rule of success. If you've ever listened to any of his content, first rule is show up. The second rule, show up. If you just keep showing up, things will happen. But it's when people stop showing up and you introvert yourself and you say that you're going to do something, but you don't do something, that's where failure happens. So if you're showing up to work every day and you're in it and you're part of the conversation, success will happen. And it's difficult to do that virtually. It's just the reality. Okay, last but not least. I really like this one. I wrote down WWED, which stands for What Would Elon Do? Now, I started this by saying sometimes I feel insecure or even apologetic about the way that I feel about how to create a strong culture. And again, when I'm in our office, I never feel this insecurity. When I'm in our office, I never feel apologetic with our team members because I watch people go from them potentially being insecure, joining us to flourishing and prospering and making more money than they've ever made and truly having confidence after working with us for six months or for a year, 18 months. And so I have this confidence there. But again, it's like these like outside voices that every once in a while, I'm like, well, maybe we're doing this wrong. And then I have to snap back. So in my snapback moments, I'm going to be asking myself, what would Elon do? Would Elon feel apologetic about making this statement? No, he actually would likely promote it. So there's a combo there. It's like, what would Elon do? But what would Grant do? Because 
both of them would probably agree on this. The decisions that you're making, the things that you're doing every single day, they are fantastic promotional pieces. So when you don't quite feel like you have the courage, when you don't feel like you have the guts to do something, the first question you should ask is, what would Elon do or what would Grant do? And then once you've asked yourself that question, ideally you go do that thing and then you follow up with step number two, which should be, hey, I'm gonna promote that I did this thing because I believe in this thing and I had thought put into this thing and I'm all in on this thing so people should know this and it might be controversial, but that's okay because I'm all in and committed to the direction that I'm taking. That, my friends, is true leadership. Speaking of leadership, we have an upcoming Cardone Ventures event that is our very first of its kind. It is called the Scaling and Leadership Execution Workshop. We would love to have you there because if you're listening to me thinking, man, I am not a great leader. I do not have a lot of boundaries inside my organization. I am timid and kind of let people just decide to do what they want. My culture has been made by default and not design. This is the perfect workshop for you to attend because we're gonna help you assess what your weaknesses are and then give you the tools to actually be able to improve those things so you can come back and start becoming a better leader for yourself because you have to lead you first, but then ultimately become a better leader for your team so that it grows. So you can go to cardoventures.com forward slash leadership. That's cardoventures.com forward slash leadership. This program is incredible. We've been working on the content for the last couple of months. This is all based off of everything that we have done in order to go from zero employees 36 months ago to now 120 employees with the organization that's doing $60 million in revenue this year and highly profitable. So if you want to learn from anybody, you might as well learn from the best. And we definitely are the best. So go to cardoventures.com forward slash leadership. We do have a virtual option. Would love to see you there either virtually or in person. And until I see you next time, be great. I'm rooting for you. You've got this. And don't forget, what would Elon do? <laughs> <laughs>